today we're talking about all things grief. But first, I want to welcome you back to Death Matters. I'm Felicia, your host. And something that every one of us goes through, but hardly any of us talk about, is grief. And so from some people that have asked me to talk about it, to wanting to experience my grief journeys, I say journeys because I've had multiple losses, to just wanting to know how to cope with it. But first, I want to tell you that it's normal. Feeling the emotions of grief is normal. And that brings me to my first topic, I suppose, related to grief, and that is the different types of grief. So, as I mentioned, normal grief, while I feel all grieving is normal, it's a new normal human experience. The different types of grief that I'm going to go over with you are considered something other than normal. So normal grief is that raw, immense mix of emotions that we feel right after the loss of something or someone. You may feel sad. You may feel angry. You may feel disappointed. You may feel shame. You may feel relief right? The loss of something or someone may be relieving, especially if you've watched somebody suffer. It's normal and it's okay. And the first part to coping with grief is to feel those emotions, to acknowledge that your emotions are real and they're okay and they're normal. The next type of grief is complicated grief. So this grief is when you've experienced a loss and a few years or many years later, you feel those same raw emotions. It could be at the time of an anniversary, whether it be like a, a wedding anniversary or the anniversary of their death or a birthday or a holiday that you guys really love to share together. The feelings come back as if you've experienced that loss all over again. And your friends and family and your circle may not understand, but it is what it is. And you need to take that time to feel those emotions and remind yourself that you're normal. It's okay. And there is no getting over you just don't, you don't get over loss. You can move through it and you can work through it, but it's always going to be there. You're always going to be sad to some degree about a loss. So that's what complicated grief is. Let's say that you lost your spouse, right? And 20 years down the line, you feel as though you've just lost them and you have all of those emotions again and you go through that emotional roller coaster and it is what it is. You're just going to have to work through it. Another type of grief is ambiguous grief. So this grief is, is different. It is 
when you have a perceived loss, for example, a person, you feel that loss, you feel that sadness, you feel that mix of emotions, but you don't know if that person is dead or alive. They may have fallen off the face of the earth or you haven't heard from them from them for some reason. You can grieve that loss of the person, the relationship, what they meant to you, but it's unclearly defined. And that's where that word ambiguous comes from. It's, it's not well-defined. It's not well-acknowledged or understood. A, another type of grief is anticipatory grief. So anticipatory, derived, of course, from the word anticipation or anticipate, you are expecting this loss. Let's say that you have somebody that has had health concerns or issues for a long period of time and you know that their ending is coming and you begin to feel those emotions, the anger and the sadness and the shame or the resentment or confusion, you know, being confused of why is this happening to this person. Those are all feelings of grief, right? Grief is just that umbrella term. It's that umbrella term that kind of gathers all those other feelings and terms underneath it, right? It's all grief. And so anticipatory grief is when you're anticipating, you feel those emotions because you know the end is coming, right? Another grief is secondary grief. So that's when um, somebody that you know, a friend, a family member, might have lost somebody that you didn't know or that you didn't have a connection or a relationship with, but you feel for that person. You're feeling their grief. You're grieving with them. That's secondary or, or vicarious grief. It's also known. Feeling for your friend, feeling her feelings or his feelings or understanding that feeling of loss can be very comforting to your friend or that person. So that's secondary, secondary loss. Um, disenfranchised grief is when we grieve for something that may not be socially acceptable. It's not really acknowledged by a large number of people. And so you, for parents out there, um, I am a fur mom, I am a feather mom, I am a finned mom. <laughs> we have a zoo at our house and I can't imagine losing any of them, but I know it's gonna happen, right? So number one, that would be anticipatory loss because I know it's gonna happen and it makes me sad, but it's also disenfranchised because people don't always understand, right? They're like, why are you so sad about this dog or this cat? It's just an animal. It's not a baby. It's not your baby. Where to you, or even to me, yes, it is. It is my baby, and I just lost them, and I'm so sad. They just don't get it. And I'm sure that there are other examples, but that was the best example that I could come up with because it's so relatable. We love our animals like they're family. We love our pets, right? They're our fur babies. 
So to lose one would be like losing an actual child. The last type of grief that I'm going to talk about, and we've all experienced this even recently, I think, uh, is communal grief. We all grieved 9-11 and the huge loss and impact that that had on our country. So as a country, we grieved. Grieving for Ukraine and their loss and their experience with this war. Grief for the other major attacks that have happened. Grieving for Uvalde and the shooting and mass shootings at schools, right? We grieve as a community. And so that is communal grief. And I really wanted to take this time to educate you on the different types of grief, mainly because I know a lot of times when we're grieving, we may feel scared to talk about it. We may not understand it. We may not be okay with it. We may feel like we're grieving too much, or maybe we're not grieving enough, or maybe you haven't cried about this loss and you're thinking, you know, what's wrong with me? Why am I not crying? It's okay. Everyone's grief journey is very personal. It's very individual. And please do not listen to anybody that may make you feel like you're not grieving correctly or you're not grieving enough. Try to quiet that that voice in your head that's saying you should be grieving more. Everybody grieves dis- differently. And you're already upset. You're already in your emotions and you're already feeling that pain. Don't let yourself or anyone else tell you you're doing it wrong. So how do we cope with grief? What are some ways to deal with that loss in a healthy way? Let me tell you about an earlier time of grieving for me. I had joined the boot camp, joined the boot camp. I had joined the Navy and was at boot camp. And halfway through, I broke my ankle and I was in convalescence. And this day, I was going to firefighting and marksmanship. So I was learning how to fight fires and I was learning to shoot a gun in boot camp with the hopes of graduating, right? It was a long, long six months. And. Of course, I grieved having to leave my division and having to go to some place to heal to hopefully continue my journey to the fleet. But this day, after going to these two events, I came back to our ship. It wasn't an actual ship, but that's what that's what our areas were called. They were called ships. And one of the girls from my ship said, hey, the chapel, the chaplain is calling you from the chapel. You need to go talk to him. And my first thought was, why? I haven't been to the chapel. I don't know the chaplain. The chaplain doesn't know me from Adam. So why do I need to go talk to him? And so going back and forth with with this person, I told her, look, I'm going to go eat chow. 
I'm starving, and then I'll leave there and go straight to the chapel. And it wasn't a big deal to me. I wasn't in a hurry, to say the least. I was hungry, right? We don't want me hangry, okay? So I eat, and I head to the chapel, and I meet with the chaplain. And he calls my mom. And at this point now, I'm like, okay, what's going on? He calls my mom, and she's bawling on the phone, bawling her eyes out. And of course, I'm asking, you know, what's wrong? What happened? And all she could say was my friend's name. And for the sake of his privacy and his family's privacy, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna name names. But this friend of mine had committed suicide. And I remember going back to my ship and going through all the letters that he wrote me, trying to figure out why or if there was any clues or if there was any way that I could figure out if he was planning this or if he at any point appeared suicidal and I couldn't I couldn't find anything so I was angry at myself because I felt like I should have known this was coming which now that you know I've coped with it I know that that's not possible I felt like there was something that I should have done to stop it. I felt like I was wrong for being so far away from my mom who was experiencing this tragedy, not necessarily, not necessarily alone, but without her daughter. And this friend of mine was like a kid, you know, like one of her own children. It was a very close family friend. And so to lose that and not have one of your biggest supporters, i.e. me, with her, it had to be even harder. So there was guilt in that, and I was angry, and I was angry at my friend for not saying anything or not talking talking to me, even via letter, even by mail, you know, telling me what was going on. So to make matters worse, I had an RDC, uh, recruit, what was it, RDC, recruit divisional commander, I believe, anyway, he was one of our RDCs, he was a big guy, the, the ships, and for lack of a better word, he was an asshole, he came down through the middle of the ship and there was a table kind of close to our to my bunks um and we all each each recruit had a job and, and my job of sorts one of them i guess was to gather any kind of clean laundry that was from recruits that had been separated and discharged and i had everything folded up everything was nicely in bags some things weren't like the shirts and things like that and he came up to this table and he smacked everything onto the ground and I was furious I was furious I knew he was going to do it and as I walked, watched him walk to this table I just felt my blood boiling like I knew it was going to happen and I was just already enraged so I jump up and I rush over to that table and I start frantically picking things up from the floor and putting it on the table and 
He continued to ask me what was wrong, and I continued to ignore him. Finally, when he wouldn't give up, I responded, and he asked me what was wrong, and I told him that I had lost a friend by suicide. And he begins to tell me why he thinks that people that have committed suicide are weak, and that if they're going to do this, of course, that they don't deserve to live, and that I had one day to get over it. And he didn't want to hear anything else about it. So, maintaining my military bearing the best that I could, I said yes, sir. And continuing, continued on picking up the rest of those clothes. And to say that I feel like I have grieved enough feels wrong. I don't feel like I've grieved enough, but anytime I feel any kind of emotion about that, that scenario and about that loss, I freeze up. I clam up because I instantly remember that experience with that RDC. So would I call that complicated grief? Yeah, I would. It's complicated. But I also know that he struggled. I don't wish suicide for anyone or any family members. Because really, you know, those that are left behind here continue to suffer. We continue to mourn that loss. And the unanswered questions that come along with that. So it it's a struggle. It, it can be a struggle. Um, and then, of course, the other journey. Yeah, I told you my mom's story and what I experienced with her. And I had experienced anticipatory grief because I know, or I knew, with her having the substance abuse disorder and drinking, that she would likely drink herself to death. So I grieved before the loss. I grieved my mom. I knew that I would lose her, but I also knew that she didn't want to be here anymore. I knew that. It was apparent. She had had suicidal attempts, and she, especially after the loss of her, she lost her mom, she lost her sister, and then she lost this friend, like, nearly back to back she did not want to be here anymore and the way that she coped with her loss was drinking and the way she coped with everything else was drinking so did i feel relief after she passed yes i did i felt relief after i lost my mom mainly because i knew she didn't want to be here and part of me hopes that she is up there somewhere, you know, with her mom and her sister and my friend and they're happy, you know? And that brings me comfort thinking that way. And that's okay. That is okay. I, um, but the, the five minutes, literally the five minutes after she passed, I went through every emotion you could probably think of. I was angry, I was devastated, of course sad, I was resentful, I then of course felt guilty and I felt shame and yeah, there was some relief, 
And then I sat back in my chair and I became very stoic and I quit crying. Almost instantly, I went from hysterics to nothing with a blank look on my face. And the words that came out of my mouth were, she didn't want to be here anymore. She didn't want to be here with me. Now I know and I knew that that wasn't true. I knew that she loved her children. and But I did know that she didn't want to be here. But it wasn't because of me. It wasn't because of my brother. It wasn't because of anything else. It was something that she was fighting with internally. And she didn't get help. So I think that's where the relief comes from. And now that I have experienced that grief and I have moved forward, because you don't get over anything. You don't get over it. You move through it. I'm okay now. And if anybody tells you that you need to get over it, or if you've lost a spouse and they're like, okay, it's time for you to find somebody else, you don't have to listen to them if you're not ready. There's no rush in anything. There's no rush in getting over. You, you don't get over loss. You just don't. You don't. And don't let yourself tell you that you're doing it wrong or that you're not doing enough or anything beating yourself up quit beating yourself up it is normal to feel the feels and it's part of your healing journey so let's talk let's talk about coping with loss um how i coped with my losses was writing exercising um anytime it was my mom's birthday I don't do it now but anytime it was my mom's birthday or close to the day that she passed I would light a candle she loved candles and it would just burn until I was ready to go to bed and it made me think of her so even so like even if it's not any close to those big dates anytime I light a candle I still think of her so do things Something that'll help with the coping is to do things to, to memorialize them, pay tribute to them, thinking about them, maybe eating at their favorite restaurant or cooking their favorite meal. Kind of similar to my last episode when I talked about legacies. If you haven't heard it or watched it, you should definitely watch it next. Um, legacies are so important. And so one way to cope with grief is to do that, to experience that legacy that they might have left you or something that reminds you of them. Uh, another way to cope is to build a strong support system. People that you trust, people that you feel comfortable opening up with, people that may understand you or may have experienced other grief that you're experiencing or have experienced talking to a complete stranger if you want support sometimes it's easier to talk to somebody that doesn't know you that may have experienced grief like this um that you can just kind of lay everything out and not be fearful of being judged and i i'm happy to offer those services 
to anybody that just needs somebody to talk to regarding a loss. I'm here for you. Therapy is another great avenue to cope with loss. While I'm not a therapist, I am a registered nurse, and none of this is medical or legal advice, I recommend talking to a therapist. I did it, and it has helped tremendously. I really appreciate my therapist and the time that we've spent together, and it has helped me move through this. Many different avenues of my life, other than grief even, you know, just anything and everything, the therapist has really helped. And then, lastly, find purpose. Find purpose with your, your grief. Find purpose with your loss, right? You guys listening and watching are my purpose. Because I experienced this loss, because my mom had these conversations with me, because I have this experience as a hospice nurse, I'm able to share my experiences and my knowledge with you. And hopefully, normalize death one conversation at a time. That's why that's my slogan, right? Normalizing death one conversation at a time. That's all it takes. So, I really hope that you have gained something from this episode. I hope you learned something. I hope you feel better. And always remember that grieving is normal, whether it's the loss of a loved one or a pet or a pen. Look, I've lost some favorite pens and I've been sad about it because I haven't been able to find them. You can grieve over a pen. You can grieve over a lost job. You can grieve of a friend that or a, a co-worker that has left. There are umpteen million things that we can grieve on or grieve about that we just have to work through and understand that feeling the feels is normal. And so is grief. So please feel free to share this with somebody that you feel would benefit. Like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review. If you're listening to this on a podcast platform and you're able to follow or you're able to leave a comment or review or even a question, it would be so appreciated. Absolutely. Let's continue having this conversation. Let's keep talking about death. Let's keep talking about the feels. Let's keep talking about all of it. Okay. Until next time. Bye guys. <laughs>